Welcome to the Becoming You Forever podcast. My name is Emily Peterson, and I am here to share strategies, ideas, and ways that will help you become your best self, becoming the version of you that you want to be forever by incorporating all of these tools and techniques that are going to help fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to truly be the version of you that you want to be consciously, on a conscious level, choosing for yourself who it is that you want to be. Hey friends, what's going on? Today, let's talk about how our thoughts combined with our feelings create emotion. And emotion is just energy in motion. It's pretty amazing. It's amazing to think that we have so much power within ourselves that we can create something different, something better, something more, and that it's up to us, that it all starts in our own minds, right? So emotion can sometimes show up in a very heavy, strong, powerful way, especially the emotions that we've gotten so used to and we've gotten so trained to just default to that we almost feel like we aren't in control of those emotions anymore. Because our default mode might be that we cry when certain things happen to us and we just can't stop it. We can't control it. Or it might look like we get angry and we rage and we lash out and we just don't feel like we can control it anymore. Or we might just automatically default to anxiety when the unknown starts happening And we just don't know how to control that emotion anymore. The thing is, we actually do know how to control these emotions. We do know how to feel them. We do know how to slow them down and be the one in control. We have just forgotten and we've allowed those to be our default. Because all it is, is just like our... It's our power overused and it becomes a weakness. So we have specific powers and abilities within us. We just have overused some of these emotions and they kind of hide the truth of what we can actually do. So here's what I mean. At a deeper level, we have the ability to clear some of these emotions, which is what I do as an energy healer and therapist and as a life coach. I support people in being able to release some of these really strong, powerful emotions to gain our power back. And so they don't keep running the same programs over and over again at a default level. And this is also what I've learned when I've gone through hypnotherapy and so many different practices like this that have helped so much, EMDR and um, EFT, emotional freedom tapping, and all of these different modalities and techniques can help us to release some of these very strong, powerful emotions that seem to take over our actions. It seems to take over our thought systems. It seems to take over our whole life because we've given so much power to these feelings and these emotions that we haven't 
stepped back to really be on a more conscious level. Um, there's a book that I love. It's called Remembering Wholeness. And in this book, Carol Tuttle talks a lot about energy because that's someone that I was actually trained by and mentored through her program um, to learn energy therapy. And she talks about how many of our beliefs originate at the subconscious level. These sponsoring thoughts fuel our conscious thinking mind. So what we believe literally becomes our reality. The more that we, um, the more that we do believe certain things, and the more that we focus so much on those beliefs, which are a lot of times maybe maybe negative or uncomfortable or fear based or worry based or things of the future that we don't even know about, but the more that we focus on those things, they literally become our reality. The universe is responding to us and the things that we're saying, the things that we're thinking, the way that we are putting our energy out into this energetic world, because everything is energy, that every time we have such a strong focus on something, that's going to show up for us. The universe is going to be like, oh, okay, you want more of this? I'll give it to you. You love feeling lonely? Okay, I'll make sure that you keep feeling lonely. Oh, Oh, you want more of this because you're focusing so much on it. You want more bad relationships. Well, let's let's give you what you're asking for. Oh, you think you only deserve this? Well, then let's make sure you get it, right? And it's just that energy that we're putting out there. Many of our beliefs originate at the subconscious level. Subconscious, again, we've talked about this before, but subconscious is our brain that has just taken in a lot of data and this data has become um, something that we have chosen to believe is the only truth. So data is absolute truth, something that you don't even have a thought around or anything. But then this data becomes drama because we create a thought around it. We have a different belief about it and then we we attach specific emotions or feelings to those thoughts. And as we do that, that becomes our subconscious thinking. And our subconscious thinking then tells us all the things that are possible for us. So we want to get in and change the programming of that subconscious mind and start fueling more of our conscious thinking. These sponsoring thoughts fuel our conscious thinking mind. Our conscious thinking mind is what we are thinking and experiencing in this present moment. So if we want to be more in control in this present moment in our conscious thinking, we start to change the programs of our subconscious thinking. The way that we do that is through emotional freedom tapping. It's through um, releasing and Um, feeling those emotions that come up because of certain thoughts and how we are creating stories because of them. And then hypnotherapy is an amazing way. And talking about it, releasing through journaling and writing those thoughts down. Somehow we've got to get them out of our mind to understand them or to change them. Our subconscious belief system is a very powerful is very powerful and it generates our perceptions and feelings about that about life. So everything in our subconscious, whatever happened from the age that we were 
um, born up until the age of eight, that starts to create a lot of our subconscious programming. So things that people said, the way that we were taught, the way that we were trained to do certain things, um, the things that we heard about other people, we've just automatically taken all that in as if it was absolute truth and we've created thoughts about it and then that's gotten into our subconscious brain and then we've started having emotions or feelings around those thoughts and those thoughts that are of course very powerful they generate our perceptions and feelings about life. So then they tell us what is or isn't possible. If we grew up our whole lives with, um, here's an example. I've seen a young girl grow up with a mom who was always self-conscious about her looks and her weight and everything. And every time she'd look in the mirror, she'd complain about herself And she would always say how she could do better and she wishes she could just lose that weight so she'd look better in her clothes and nothing ever works for her. That young girl then grows up believing that the most important thing is how she looks and that she's never enough and that her value is placed on what image comes back to her in the mirror and what size clothes she wears. So that becomes her subconscious programming. And the moment that like somebody around her says certain words like, oh, I wish I could just lose all this weight and then I'd feel happy. All of a sudden she remembers that that's her same belief system. That's in her subconscious mind. And then she takes that to heart as if that's her real life. That's how she perceives her life and that's how she's going to continue to feel. And then she's never going to feel good enough no matter what size she is, no matter how beautiful she looks, no matter anything that anyone says, she's still just going to go back to that program in her subconscious mind saying she's not good enough, that nothing she does is enough. Nothing she um, tries to do in order to be a good person, that's just not enough. She's got to keep doing more, right? So then she takes that into her current reality. Our conscious thinking mind is available to us at all times. Like right here, right now, we we can think whatever thought we want. We can imagine whatever thing we want in our mind. Most of the time, we just let it go to default. Most of the time, it's just too hard to try to figure out a new way of thinking. It takes too much to actually work on that or to think something new. So we just let it go to default. Just like sometimes it's too hard to, you know, clean out a room in your house when all we had to do is at least start in a drawer. And a drawer, we just start to clean out and just one little thing at a time. And instead of doing just the one drawer, we think we have to do the whole closet or the whole room. And instead of doing that, we just go and we sit and we watch a TV show because that's so much easier. The brain's like, oh, there we go. We're safe. It's okay. We're not going to do something new because that's going to be too much to think about. We don't know how to do it anyway. So let's just go and do something we know. And what it knows is what it's been trained to know. So Our literal conscious thinking brain right here, right now, has so much more potential (laughs) and there's so much more to access than what we give it credit for. 
So if you're having a hard time refocusing your mind on something that you actually want, try focusing on just one thing in this present moment that you're grateful for. So you could be on a walk and your mind could be all over the place going, I don't know what to do with this situation. This is so hard. This is not fair. I'm so sad. This person hurt me. I'm I'm just struggling. How do I get through this? How do I get past this? Whatever that is that's going through your mind. And say you're on a walk. You can literally get back into your conscious thinking brain and your higher useful, more powerful part of your brain by actually just looking around and focus, refocus on something beautiful, something you're grateful for, something you can actually attach a different emotion to. So I walk around and I look up and I see clouds and I just, I can smile and be like, oh, those clouds are gorgeous. Look how beautiful these creations are. Man, God created a beautiful earth. There's something more that I'm meant to experience. There's something amazing that I'm meant to do or someone I'm meant to help. God placed me here for a reason. And then it just gets me into a different way of thinking in my conscious brain in the present moment. So we can change the way that we think and feel at a deeper level by changing our beliefs on the subconscious level. Um. But we need to stop fueling all of those subconscious thoughts by continuing to believe all the stuff we've always believed, starting to shift some of those beliefs and those stories and those thoughts into something more powerful and useful for the here and now. So if we, here's one true example, actually, like I, I had a wonderful childhood and growing up years and everything and wonderful parents and everything like that. And there are just some things that I grew up believing had to be truth, like how clean a house should be or that um, I should teach my children how to clean and do these certain things. Otherwise, they won't grow up to be responsible, um, healthy adults. And so then as my like, my first couple kids came along and they were young, I was really very, very, very high strung about perfecting everything in my home and about them and about myself. So I believed that things had to look a certain way in order for me to feel like I was a good mom. And I attached my worth on the things that I would do and on the outcomes and what people would judge or believe to be true in this situation. So at a subconscious level, I believed that having a clean and perfect home, taking care of my kids and having them look perfect all the time and well-kept and having myself always well-kept on the outside and taken care of would then cause others to believe that I was perfect and that all of these things were perfect and all of this stuff was just amazing and that I was a good mom because I did all of these things. But on the inside, I was a disaster of a mess. On the inside, I loathed my body. On the inside, 
I was very unhappy with who I was and I would lash out at times and get upset and nothing would be good enough. I would never be good enough for myself. My kids couldn't do anything to be good enough for my the way I believed that they were and I believed that you know, my house was never good enough and I'd compare myself to other people and to their homes and to their kids and to the way that they were raising them. And even with potty training, I believed that I just, if, um, I just wasn't good enough. If my kids weren't potty trained by a certain age and I didn't have it perfectly down, that I wasn't a good mom. That all these other moms had it just right, that they had it all perfect and I had to be like them. And this all or nothing perfection mentality was killing my personal intimate moments that I could have experienced, which I'm grateful that I had those moments so that I could learn, right? But it could have been different. It could have been better. It's just what I knew in those moments. And I defaulted to that subconscious programming and it kind of took over and took control of me instead of me controlling myself and my thoughts and being in control of my life, I gave it back away to that subconscious program. And that took years to get out of. And sometimes it still shows up for me. But those programs have taken years to finally overcome that perfection addiction that I had to everything. It finally has gotten more in control because I have learned to be in control of my current present thinking right here right now and when I get in those moments I have to take a breath I take a step back and I go it's okay my kids are just doing their job because that's all they know that they need to do in order to you know (laughs) to do what we've asked them to do to contribute in our home and they're just doing these chores because They want to get to the next thing, which is whatever they want to do in those moments. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And if I want it perfect, that's up to me to do, not to force them to do. So um, changing that subconscious programming requires us to step back into this present moment where maybe my kid didn't rinse the dishes well enough that now even the dishwasher didn't clean them well enough, right? And then they're they're put away in the cupboard. And yeah, I want to teach them that that's not okay because that can cause a lot of sickness, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I could also, after I teach them, I could be the one to show them and rewash them. Or I could just see see it and decide to rewash it myself and never bring it up. Whatever I decide in that moment, what's going to honor me as the mom I want to be? What's going to honor this moment of me being present and it changing the way I think about these things? Is it going to be, you know, dwelling in this and lecturing and telling them all the things that could go wrong and complaining and forcing them to do everything over? Or am I going to just, hey guys, this dish was dirty and we want to make sure next time that they're like totally clean. So maybe rinse it a little better before putting in the dishwasher. Or maybe I just find new soap that works better. We don't have a water softener. So, you know, that would help, but whatever, you know, there's, there are different solutions. 
And if I don't want to show up as the mom who's always lecturing and being on their case, then I could be the mom who just tells them the facts of what could happen with dirty dishes and using them. Um, Or after that, I could just take those dishes, wash them myself, knowing they're going to be perfectly clean, and then put them away. So I can still show up as the person I want to be. My conscious mind can then be in a place that generates the emotion that I actually want to feel, which is love and compassion, understanding. It is sympathy or empathy. It could be that in that moment, I just want to feel love for my child, grateful that they even did some of their chores, even if they didn't do it my way, my way is not the best way, right? So I could just be grateful in that moment. I can change the way I'm thinking about it. Somebody says something to me that even everybody in the room would think was hurtful and I can still choose what thoughts I want to think about the words that somebody says. I could easily just go to the place of, you know what, they might be right and they also might be wrong and that's okay because people can be wrong about me and it's okay because sometimes I'm wrong about myself and I'm not very nice either. Or sometimes I'm wrong about that person and I, I could change the way that I think about them too. And then in that moment when you're choosing those better feeling thoughts, you're generating a different type of emotion and you're changing the subconscious programming that you've held on to for so many years of your life. This is possible. Sometimes we have deeper rooted subconscious programming that we can't just change on a dime and that we can't even get a hold of because it's so deep. And sometimes it does require something deeper like hypnotherapy or deeper support through an energy therapist and help like that or a coach. And sometimes it just requires us doing a lot of writing and journaling and And then we just change the way we default. Instead of always defaulting to um, calling a friend and having to vent and having to have somebody always come and comfort us and be there with us, we learn to do that for ourselves. We learn to do that with our own selves. We learn to, you know, take a step back be in the moment, be with our own selves, have a little journal, whatever it is. But yeah, cry it out, feel those feelings, but get in your body and feel it, actually feel it. Don't just feel the emotion of everything because that's just energy and motion, okay? Our thoughts joined with feeling creates emotion, which is energy and motion, So if our thoughts are generating these feelings that are so powerful, we have these emotions showing up, we need to get back into where they began. And we can't always go back to those thoughts of where those feelings began because we don't know what they were. So sometimes it just takes us being present with our body so that we can actually be in a place to think more clearly, to be more present with ourself, just breathe. I know we talk about this a lot in the podcast because becoming the version of you that you want to be forever, it takes one small 
change at a time. One small change in our thoughts, one small change in the actions that we take, one small new habit that we incorporate into our life. It just takes one simple and small change at a time to change your subconscious programming as well. And changing that subconscious programming, you're going to be more present, you're going to feel more empowered and in control of your own life, and you're going to be able to know and understand that these emotions and feelings that you feel so powerful and strong coming up for you are just that. They're just feelings. And these feelings are coming because of thoughts. And that is creating this energy in motion. And that emotion is just coming up because of all of that, all of those thoughts, all of those feelings. And then you feel an emotion and that that emotion is not a knife stabbing you in the heart. That emotion is just a sensation in the body with these, these feelings that are causing these sensations in the body that are causing us to react and respond. And then we have attached those feelings and those sensations and those responses and those reactions to a thought. So guys, let's gain that control and power back in our own lives by really just being more present in every moment. When you start to feel those emotions come up, of course, don't resist them. Don't tell yourself you shouldn't be feeling that. I shouldn't be crying. I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't be angry because maybe you should because you are in that moment. But also, it doesn't mean that we have to act out and react in those emotional states. If we're sad and we're hurt and we feel that pain, feel it, but actually feel it. Don't just let the emotion control you. You get back in your body and you start to understand it and and really be with yourself. Have compassion with yourself. Be the one who can comfort yourself instead of always depending on other people to give you what you wish you could have from them. Give it to yourself because you're always going to have you right there no matter what. You're always going to be right here. Even when other people come and go and when things are hard, you're always going to have you. So learn how to depend on you in all of these moments. I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming You Forever podcast. If any of this was of a benefit to you, then I would just encourage you to share with your friends and family and on social media, and also to hop on over to iTunes and leave a review. It is so amazing when we get to help each other learn and grow, and when we get to share what has been a benefit to us with others. So if any of these things have helped you or have piqued your curiosity in any way and you want further work with me, then please also check out my Facebook page, Emily Pete, and also Insights from Emily on Instagram. And then go ahead and email support if you have any questions or you know any topics that you want to go over, www.insightsfromemily.org or at insightsfromemily at gmail.com.